Pet Cemetery Bloodlines is a prequel to the recent remake of the original film and tells the origin story of Judd, the wise neighbour character who seems to know all about resurrecting the dead. So let's take a look and find out if that story is worth telling. Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me, as always, is Tim. Sometimes prequels are better. <laughs> no, no they're not. They're never better. Except maybe Better Call Saul. It's the only good prequel that's ever existed. But the rest of them all suck. That's TV though, that doesn't count. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, in that case, they always suck then. I have, that, yeah. I have no good answers for you. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the show, everyone. We are in October. We're <laughs> firing through episodes. And we've got another brand new movie to talk about. It went straight to Paramount Plus, And this is <laughs> Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, a prequel specifically to the remake. Um, not that it really matters that much, but given the age of the character and who the yeah, character's that's... meant to be, it has to be the remake. Yeah, I was gonna say that's really the only indication that yeah, it's take it's that one. Yeah, because otherwise, if it was meant to connect to the original, then Judd would be like forty five yeah. in that <laughs> yes. movie, and he's definitely not. He's definitely in his seventies. So yeah, yeah, we're, I think it's safe to say it's it's, it's meant to tie into the the remake, but it doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> so yeah, um. We'll get into it. Spoil we'll start spoilers, <laughs> of course. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you warning before we get to the spoilers. Uh, I notoriously don't really like Pet Cemetery, the original. Mm-hmm. You do. Lots of people do. I'm weird in that sense, I guess. <laughs> uh, but the remake sucked absolute balls. And oh, we, yes. We yeah. were in agreement on that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when you told me like a month ago there was going to be a new Pet Cemetery this month, I shuddered at the thought of <laughs> what it could end up being. And especially when you told me it was a prequel, I was like, oh, jeez. Okay, we, <laughs> we have to explain how the, the cemetery was like, not built, but... <laughs> This land is here by a cemetery for <laughs> for pets. Yes. Yes. Uh, so we'll we'll get into everything. Uh, but yeah, it's set in 1968, 1969 was about there, and yeah. it's a young twenty-something <laughs> Judd who is getting mm-hmm. ready to leave the town, leave home with his girlfriend to go and join the Peace Corps, and obviously don't make it very far because some things go on, namely someone a friend of his comes back from vietnam but as we're kind of and this is not a spoiler we're kind of showing this in the opening scene is that he probably did die in vietnam and his father has used the pet cemetery already so the movie kind of starts differently to the other ones where we kind of start with someone already being brought back uh, which if you've seen the original movie you should know the story because it's basically you know just expanding like um I forget if they had a flashback for it in the new one, but definitely in like the original, oh, that's, that's kind yeah. of a memorable scene where, um, you know, Judd is kind of recounting the story of Timmy Baderman, um, which um, I thought worked pretty well in the original as like a you know three minute flashback scene. <laughs> uh, I don't know about expanding it to like ninety something minutes. <laughs> 
yeah i didn't remember that actually because i mean like i say i'm not a big fan i've seen the original movie a couple times but it's been a while like we, we did the original back in like 2015 maybe early 2016 oh so i i you know my memories of that movie of of pretty subsided um that said what i'll never forget is it was a giant truck because even this movie has to tease Ugh. giant trucks constantly yeah. even though they have nothing to do with what goes on in this movie it's just like hey remember that big scary truck in the original film mm-hmm. we have to do that even the title screen is like a big truck being really loud and going past and then it's, the title comes up also like the way trucks just like suddenly appear out of nowhere in movies it's like people have never like been on a road before like you can usually engines are loud (laughs) yeah you usually like get pretty a pretty big warning that they're coming and then um yeah like even on you know isolated roads and stuff i I feel like a a lot of truckers aren't like driving like 80 miles an hour you know especially like if you're driving through like a town like you're not on a highway or something like don't get me wrong don't get me wrong in the original movie the point of the truck sound coming out of nowhere is that the characters in question are distracted so it's not Mm. that it literally has no sound and then the sound hits when it goes past it's more just that they're not paying attention and then it like it's emulating the sudden surprise to them (laughs) but that's that's why in this movie it's kind of weird because it's never really something for the characters it's just like little things it's like a jump scare it's just a yeah it's just a jump scare for the audience (laughs) so it feels really cheap and it's just like hey remember the big scary truck i don't know that's so funny like usually in a horror movie there'll be like someone jumping out of the shadows and this it's like ah truck (laughs) which my son would love it because he loves cars and trucks (laughs) maybe i'll show this to him later (laughs) oh yeah i'm sure you'll love all this movie (laughs) i might have told you before but i you know taking him to the comic book shop a few times and every time we go he'll always like we'll see you know some random comic that has like a truck on the cover like it'll be a superhero oh. lifting a truck or something and say like truck book like we got to get the truck book i'm like well, it's not about trucks like it's it's just the cover and, and i have to explain to him like and you're like that's a jason todd comics son we don't buy jason yeah. todd comics yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. i was supposed he's getting to the age where he's maybe starting to be a little more aware of things Oh, yeah. uh, like over the weekend we spent probably like half an hour or so just uh going through the, this batman comic it was a, it was a oh, batman yeah. 66 comic and had uh alligators on the cover trying okay, to eat batman okay. and he was just constantly like what are the alligators doing and i'd be like well they're trying to eat batman and you're like why and i'm like well because king cause... tut sicked them on him because <laughs> they're hungry that's why yeah they're hungry <laughs> um yeah, so, I mean, we'll get into this. I think we'll, we'll, there's a couple of surprising faces in this movie, actually, that didn't, like... So, the dad of Timmy, who's the mm-hmm. one who comes back from Vietnam, he is played by David Duchovny, and what's mm-hmm. so funny is that he's obviously a bit older now, and he's got a beard in this, and when I first saw him, I went, that kind of looks like David Duchovny, and then I kind of, like, <laughs> le- left it alone, and I was looking at the cast list for someone else to check someone, and went, oh, it is David Duchovny. Huh. So we got David Duchovny, uh, mm-hmm. the main character Judd. His dad is played by Henry Thomas, who's Elliot mm-hmm. from ET. So mm-hmm. that's something you'll probably recognize him and more as an adult from Hunt the Hill House more than anything. All the a lot of Mike Flanagan joints he's been popping up in. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so you got him, um, Judd's girlfriend. This is not a big name, but she, I recognized her. She was in the Gifted, the X Men TV show from like four or five years ago. <laughs> 
Jeez, oh, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh. It left my mind as well. Uh, uh, do you remember who she played? She was the daughter of the main family, so I don't know if she, uh, I think she was like a new creation. I don't think she was like one of the. Oh, so the show wasn't even like main characters, like you know Emma Frost and Kitty Pride and stuff. The, like the, there was other like Polaris was in it, and okay. like other there was like characters around the family. But the family themselves and the kids were especially were well. Actually, I don't know if that was true. I think I think the show was building up to revealing that there was someone from the comics, but it was meant to be a surprise. That's so annoying. <laughs> I like that. I hate when the that's, that's such like an annoying TV thing to do. We're like, oh, like we're starting off with our own thing, and then like two two and a half seasons in, they're like, oh, people don't like this. We got to start relating it to the comics. Uh, okay, all of a sudden, uh, let's reveal this person's real name is this, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't they do that with like Agents of Shield? Like the the main character is supposed to be a new character, and all of a sudden, like, oh no, she's this character from the comics. Quake, everyone loves her. I mean, you say that, but that was really good. <laughs> like it was, Tim. Like the reveal of who she was okay. was really, really good. I never, I didn't really watch the show, so I can't comment. <laughs> Agents of Shield is better than most of the movies. I'm just going to okay. put out there uh, right now. I'm not all having right. the slander. <laughs> I haven't watched it, so... Okay, I okay. Uh, I think I saw, like, a little bit of the first two seasons, but I didn't really keep up with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, we also have Pam Greer, who's who <laughs> I was... That's the one I was checking up, because I'm like, that looks like Pam Greer, but obviously, <laughs> she's a lot older than the last time I saw her in something, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was, like, double-checking. I was like, oh, that's Pam Greer. Uh, she's a character just in the town. It's not a big role, to be honest, but she's there. No. Uh, and one that I didn't recognize, but I'm just noticing now, looking at the cast list, is that... Mm-hmm. Um, Judd's mum is Samantha Mathis from Super Mario Brothers. Like the original? Like the live action? Yeah, yeah. Daisy from the original live action movie. That's Daisy? Wow. I know. Oof. Um, I, I, I made it sound like that was like a bad thing or, or something. <laughs> that, that's not a bad thing. I was just like, wow, I, I did not realize that at all. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that was one that I didn't even like. Even I didn't even like mm-hmm. have a whiff of recognition for her. But I mean, yeah. I don't think I've seen her anything since the mid nineties. You know, I think she was in yeah. Super Mario Brothers, and then she was in, um, Broken Arrow. Oh no, I tell a lie. Late nineties, because she was in American Psycho. That was the last thing oh, I think she? I've seen her in. But that, even that was twenty three years ago. <laughs> so yeah, they're doing an American Psycho comic book. <laughs> I did not know that. I just got back from the comic book store, so I was like, I saw that at the counter, I was like, oh, okay. Is it Emilia Kunis's character? Who's, <laughs> isn't it? I hope so, because you know that's the that's the real American Psycho. Yes, yes. Uh, as bad as I thought that movie was going to be, Tim, when I finally watched it, and we'll have to do it in the show at some point. American Psycho Two we is do? really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did the first one. We got to do the second one at some point. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> I believe William Shatner is in that. He is. And yes. So maybe we'll do a Shatner month where we'll watch all of his movies, his daughter's movies. <laughs> Is his daughter in it and all in the subspecies two and three? <laughs> uh, maybe four and five. We'll see. I don't think she is. Actually, no, she is in another horror because I was looking up her credits and I saw a movie that looked interesting, you know, mm-hmm. for a Screams episode someday. Okay. Is to... it a secret or can you reveal? Well, I could look it up again. I don't remember it off the top of my oh. head. I'm not trying to be secretive here. I just don't remember. <laughs> I'll, I'll go check. This is so important to uh, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. But I mean, I've people even... are seething. They're like, 
ripping their iPads <laughs> apart. I've not so, asked uh, the question yet, but I'm pretty sure we're both going to say it was utter shit, and that's why we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, you never know. Uh, oh, are you going to swear for me in a minute? <laughs> um, okay, where are we here? Was it Dark Justice? No, it wasn't Dark Justice. Where is it? What was the movie she was in? Like, Justice. There was a movie that looked like a potential... Oh, she's in some other Shatner. She's in Star Trek V and Tech War, which are Shatner's darlings. Oh, that's what it was. Cthulhu Mansion. That's, that, jumped, that title jumped oh, out at me. I've heard of that. Um, that That's one of those movies that, like, um, I think Vinegar Syndrome or Severin... Uh, has a Blu-ray of it, and like whenever oh, they have a sale, I always look at it and I go, "Should I?" You know, I'm trying to be a little. Now it doesn't have a high know. rating, Tim. It's pretty low rating. Yeah. If I know is yeah. it low rated, it's only rated by 930 people, which tells you just how well known it is. But yeah. the title stands out, and the description is: a group of drug-dealing petty criminals fleeing from the police take <laughs> a magician and his daughter hostage, but once they reach his mansion, all hell breaks loose. I mean, it sounds like it could God, be amazing. But, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, don't I'm know. skeptical. Anyway. Yeah, the, these movies are are always like so tough. Like I, I've so I, I I did show a little bit of constraint, and I didn't really partake in the last sale. But I did note down some movies, um, and mm. they were streaming. So like I watched them, and I was like, one was amazing. I was like, oh, I wouldn't have minded if I bought this. But then the other was like shit so i was like oh, i would have been mad if i bought this so it's it's such a gamble yes absolutely um, especially with arrow and vinegar syndrome mm-hmm. giving them all really nice covers <laughs> they make them look amazing they they all look like winners you know they're all like yeah. 10 out of, like they all look like oh this is like a cult classic i need in my life that i never knew existed and then you watch it and it's like oh i guess there's a reason why <laughs> i never knew about it <laughs> i mean some of them turn out to be great little gems like so you know i absolutely yeah so I, I've, I've definitely blame bought some stuff from arrow that we should do in the show at mm-hmm. some point either as a regular or bonus episode and then yes, there's other please. ones where i'm like Oh god! Like I only spent two ninety nine on this like on sale, but I, I still don't, I still I'm still mad that I bought it because it sucks so much. It was so. like getting an arrow to the nuts. <laughs> like one day we'll have to do chill factor. We'll have to do yeah yeah uh, some other stuff that I've bought randomly on iTunes. Anyway, back to Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, directed by <laughs> Lindsay Anderson Anderson Beer, who I've never heard mm-hmm. of. This seems mm-hmm. to be her first movie as a director. Mm-hmm. But even as a writer, she's only done a couple of things. Uh, this seems to be her coming out party, as it were. So, uh, not, nothing else to really know her or judge her on. But, all right, Tim, hit us with it. What did you think of <laughs> Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, which is also the <clears throat> subtitle of a Hellraiser sequel? Just pointing that out there. I, I think there is a clause in any uh, horror franchise where at some point you do have to have the subtitle Bloodlines. Either it, Bloodlines, uh, Resurrection, or... Revelation. Revelations, or maybe Apocalypse, if you're feeling extra spicy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Those all sound very accurate. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I wasn't super looking forward to this. Um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of warning signs. It's like... Uh, it, it's straight to streaming. Uh, I'm not really hearing a, a ton about it. It's a prequel. It's a prequel to the remake, which I really didn't like the remake. Um, and and again, I think it's just a story that I I don't really think needs to be told. Like uh, like uh, it's one of those things where it makes like a really cool, creepy 
backstory when you read it in the book or you see it in the original movie. But uh, like most prequely stuff, it's like the more you expand upon it, the more it kind of loses any sense of, you know, mystery or creepiness or, or whatever. Um, and as we got a little closer, I don't know. I guess being in the October mood and mindset did make me a little more excited to check it out. And uh, I feel like I saw like a couple of people on Twitter saying like, Oh, it's actually like, you know, pretty cool, cool. And it's kind of gruesome and nasty and stuff. So I was like, all right, maybe like, I don't think it's going to be great, but maybe it will surprise me a little bit. Um, <laughs> unfortunately I can't really say that, uh, that it did that. I mean, yeah, it, it was pretty bad. Um, I don't know. There's just the, I mean, it's just like a lot of like shitty generic stuff that we talk about a lot that, you know, uh, that just makes for uninteresting movies. I, I think this is going to be the biggest problem with the movie and the review is just a lot of it is dull and uninteresting, which it, yeah, it's very dull. I if, can corroborate that. It, like, uh, you know, like we always say, like, you know, it, obviously if it's, it's not a good movie, but like at least if it's taking wild swings and doing like crazy stuff, it might be fun to talk about it. Like, Oh, I can't believe how outrageous it was or how they tried to do this or that. But yeah, it plays a very safe. Um, and I, I don't know. It's just like the, I, I maybe this might sound like a, maybe I'll give it a little bit of praise. Like, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Um, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think it was like super long. I think it was about 90 ish minutes. And like, as I was watching it, it wasn't, I wasn't like tearing my hair out. Like, when is this going to be over? But a lot of it just felt like it just kind of washed over me. Like, all right, like this isn't really <laughs> sticking in my head. It's not, it doesn't feel very memorable. Even a lot of the actors, I feel like were just kind of phoning it in. Like I like David the company, but he just kind of seemed tired <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> like, I don't, it didn't really seem like he was like giving it his all. Um, I uh there's a couple other people I, I didn't really think that were very good. The, the the person that played Manny, I didn't think was very good, but I heard he's uh uh but he's he's been good in like other stuff. So I don't know if it was just this script maybe. Yeah, I thought his um, delivery of lines was kinda I don't know. So it was it wasn't like traditional bad acting. Like I'll give him credit yeah. here. It wasn't like you're watching the room or you're watching someone who's deer in the headlights but he had this sort of way of delivering lines that mm. felt like it, 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 it kept i kept noticing it like i kept noticing yeah. how he was saying lines in a, in a way that was different to what i'm used to yeah. at least with actors it may, it may not technically be bad but it, it was i don't know it was it was different for sure <laughs> yeah um i i hate the like the what do you i don't even know what technically what do you call them like i guess kind of zombie-ish but like the you know the people that obviously you know the premise of pet cemetery uh yeah, at some point people are gonna you know die and, and be buried there and be resurrected the ones um, who have returned the yeah the ones for whom dead is definitely better yes <laughs> um so again we disagree about with the original but i think the original does a really good job of making the people that come back like feel very like creepy um in this though i i feel like there's no like i, I don't know there's just like no sense of like creepiness or, or dread about them. They, they just feel very stale and generic like a horror movie tropey kind of you know like dead people like uh, it's i don't know it, it didn't do anything for me uh yeah, yeah just the very sad, dull the sad thing movie. is is i've seen the better version of this exact movie not pet mm -hmm. cemetery in general but this exact movie mm -hmm. 
There's a movie. I always say it was called Death Dream, and it was about. Oh, a, I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. It was about a Vietnam mm-hmm. soldier who came back, even though he was supposed to have died. And then over mm-hmm. the course of the movie, the, the family's happy. He's back, and they're like really happy about it. But they notice mm-hmm. that he's kind of strange. That he's been changed, and it's all a metaphor for how war changes someone. Yeah. But over the course of the movie, you realize that he's actually dead, and that he's he's not really alive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what this is supposed to be, <laughs> kinda. Yeah. But it, it kind of whiffs it in a lot well, of ways. Yeah, I, I can definitely see them maybe trying uh, to go for something like that, but it just, the movie doesn't really feel like it has much to say. And um, again, yeah, we disagree on the original, but I do think that movie does have a lot to say about like death and grief and, you know, like the you know parents facing the loss of like children and stuff. And like this, like I, I feel, I did not get like any sense of, you know gravity for like anything anyone's feeling or also just on a, on a prequel level can i just like is it just, <laughs> is it just me or does it feel kind of shitty based on this movie that judd and like the the remake or the original whatever one would even suggest to take the cat <laughs> to the, the cemetery but i'm like dude yeah not only did you see what the humans did there's also a dog in this that's came back obviously and yeah. is acting all weird <laughs> yeah i mean i um again i i really really like the original like it's pretty high up there for horror movies for me and again i'm a stephen king head and i i really like the book as well i think it's very uh creepy and just a great premise for a horror story i will agree though the one flaw in it is that it is totally like does not make any sense why judd would ever tell them about this like you know even for like a pet yeah like you said um you know it like he knows it's gonna come back messed up like it's uh it's like the one kind of i'm sure there's probably stuff you can kind of you know wave away like oh like maybe he had a few beers in him or something or (laughs) or whatever or that like you know he he thought maybe this time would be different although it'd be totally stupid and ridiculous for you to think that but yeah, I, I think that is kind of the one like, major flaw of what is otherwise like a pretty solid horror uh, story. Yeah, yeah. Um, so needless to say, I did not like it either. I, I think it's mm-hmm. like I think it's fine enough to begin with as it's setting up its characters, but once mm-hmm. stuff starts to unfold, um, it, it just kind of. I feel like it introduces a lot of characters and doesn't do a lot mm-hmm. with most of them. Uh, it, it, yeah. it, it does a lot of things where it'll introduce like, you know, David Duchovny's character, the dad, who's the one who brought his son back by burying him in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he, I feel like just takes like some weird, like a, just a sudden turn later. I can't say what it is cause it's a spoiler, but he just kind of very quickly shifts his entire opinion. And I feel like it oh, happened yeah, off camera horrible. without any real buildup. Yeah, that part uh, really actually really made me mad because, uh, it, yeah, it feels like it kind of he really should be like the emotional crutch of the story. And I, I feel like we just don't get like anything from him. Like we never really like feel like we get a good sense of his reasoning, like why he's done this. Like logically, like we know why why he did it, but we never really see that kind of you know, pain and torment and stuff that he's going through that, you know, makes him make this decision that we, we don't see him like, you know, having to live with what he's done. And then, um, yeah, we'll talk about it in spoilers, but uh, you know, something happens towards the end with him that it's just like, what? Like, that's why, the, why are you like this all of a sudden? Yeah. And that's, it, it, it's not really a slasher movie, but it kind of mm-hmm. veers towards it with how like people start getting killed. 
And mm-hmm. well, some of the deaths they kind of go for something seemingly fun. There's uh, quite a few of them are just uh, someone gets grabbed and it cuts away, or mm-hmm. uh, someone gets pulled under a door and it cuts away. It doesn't necessarily always give you something fun. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of gross-out moments. I think one's quite effective, to be fair. Mm-hmm. I think the other one is so painfully CG that it doesn't really, you know, mm-hmm. have much to it, you know? Uh, yeah. It also doesn't make much sense in the context of why it goes on as long as it does. Like, I feel like <laughs> once someone realizes something's peeling, they would probably uh, stop yeah, peeling, yeah. and I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, th- I think, I think that, that bugged me as well. Uh, but mostly it is just what you said. It's just kind of dull. It doesn't, like, crescendo in the right way. It feels mm. like it should be a bigger deal that a bunch of people in the town, the older people, kind of like an Eight Mile Elm Street, kind of like they know about this stuff mm-hmm. and they know that this is a possibility and they all start coming together once they realize it's happened. I feel like there could have been more mm-hmm. done with that to really... Yeah. That, that was an interesting dynamic to potentially explore. But instead we kind of just we follow judd who has never been told any of this stuff by his dad and it's just him being in the dark the whole time and uh i, I don't know like yeah. it's, it's, it's it makes for kind of a frustrating viewing experience and while i'm thankful that it was only 90 minutes it did kind of feel like a lot of things in it were rushed where mm-hmm. i'm not saying it has to be longer to fix those things i think just a smarter script that used its time better would have done that but it's yeah. it's easy to look at it and say, now nah, if you give an extra five minutes there and an extra five minutes there to actually do some pivotal stuff with the characters, maybe we'd have cared a little bit more about what was going on. Yeah. Because it, it, it sets up Judd and his girlfriend <laughs> as being the main two characters that we're supposed to care about, but mm. she kind of gets sidelined, like, maybe 20 minutes in, and mm-hmm. after that, she's gone for a long time, and then there's some damsel in distress stuff, but that's basically mm. it. And I was like, this felt like their relationship was going to be the crux of the movie based on what they set up at the start, and then it just kind of was, okay, that's put to the side because now it's just mm-hmm. about this other stuff. Um, yeah. So Also, like, they're just way too hot <laughs> to, like, <laughs> like exist in this time period, you know? Like, they, I don't know, they just, like, look too good <laughs> for that time. <laughs> People in the 60s were uglier. That's a direct quote from Tim. <laughs> Not uglier. I just think they looked like, like I, th- I think people back then like had a more interesting look to them. I, I mean, mm. you know, for God's sake, uh, you know, like look at any movie in the seventies. Like you actually get interesting looking like, character actors. I, where I, like, I think to be fair, I think what you're getting at maybe other than maybe the fact that they used to ha- hire more interested and diverse character actors, mm. not diverse and like the important ways because it was definitely very white (laughs) at the time but diverse in terms of like not all pretty attractive people diverse in terms of some cookie people who look like you yeah i agree yeah exactly Uh, whereas but (laughs) i think i can't make it in hollywood anymore (laughs) i think one thing i would say though is that there's not that much to make it feel at the time period obviously the cars are from the time period there's a few things here or there and obviously they're talking about vietnam but I think the the big thing that sticks out, uh, and I know Tara used to bring this up all the time on Quantum Leap, the new one, is it really bugged her how the hairstyles would never feel like they're from the time period. And I think... I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, and I think particularly Norma, the girlfriend character, she just looks like someone from 2023, right? Yeah. I think the guy you can kind of get away with to a point because he's just kind of got shaggy hair and that's just yeah. it. But 
her hair looks like a modern haircut and it's like exactly nah yeah. like <laughs> I, I feel like you know if you go back and look at photos of movies from this time period like you say late 60s early 70s people are looking way different uh yeah. so and it's and it's no offense to those two actors like i, I think like i don't think they were uh bad it's just that yeah, yeah it didn't exactly have the right look <laughs> You know, it's funny when I was looking up the actors. One of the reasons why I was looking them up is because the main guy, Jackson White, who plays Judd, I mm-hmm. thought he looked like someone, and I was wondering if he was their son. Um, oh, okay. I thought he looked like uh, is it John Carroll Lynch? He was in Zodiac, and he's been in some other stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was yeah. like, he looks like a hunkier. He was in uh, Channel Zero. Yes, yes. Season. He was yeah. in season two of that. Uh, I was like, he looks kind of like a younger, hunky version of him, and I thought, is this his son? <laughs> I can see that. And it's not. Because uh, he even sounds a little bit like him. But when I looked him up, he's actually the son of Katie Siegel from Married with Children. Really? Yeah, oh, that's wow. her son. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah, actually, I can, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was, <laughs> I, I thought he looked like someone else and then discovered <laughs> it was some, you know, hers. So I don't know. I just thought that was, that was interesting. Uh, oh. You could tell the movie was riveting because I was looking up cast the entire time <laughs> going, oh, who's this person? They, they look like someone. <laughs> Did someone play the dog? Is anyone notable? Noticeable? Notable? Sometimes your phone is better. <laughs> oh dear lord! Uh, Honestly, that is actually a great blurb. That could be on the Rotten Tomatoes review. <laughs> Under entry, yeah. we, we should be accounted for Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. I think we should. I'll. I'll start some uh, submitting some papers. <laughs> Let me see what I can do. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so. I will say I'll give it a little bit of credit though. Like I didn't think it looked bad. Like especially in terms of uh, you know, like straight to streaming stuff. Like that was decent looking. Uh, actually, I think it looked better than the remake. I would agree um, with that. It looked better than the remake. It still, I think, I, I get what you're saying. It doesn't look purely. Di- I think it's purely directed from a story point of view. It doesn't yeah. look necessarily purely directed to like it's not it's not particularly great either because it uh, like I think if the style was really strong I might get into it regardless of the story sure, yeah. problems, but mm. I think one of the things though that we were saying there about the hairstyles and stuff not feeling at the time period mm. I think a big thing that would help it would be doing what House of the Devil did or what um, mm. some other stuff has done more recently where they actually try and make it look like a movie that was made at that time period and maybe yeah. that's a taste thing but. It was what we were saying with Totally Killer before, is that she goes back to the 80s, and I'm like, it looks just as clean, and is like, <laughs> you know, like, I, it just feels wrong, and the same here, yeah. it doesn't feel like that time period, because everything's too clean and digital looking. Um, yeah. And I must say, it has to look bad. Movies from that time period that have been remastered in 4K look fantastic, but they, still, they still look like movies from that time period, though, and I think that's yeah. something that I, I appreciate in a period piece these days, particularly for movies that are periods that were during the time that movies have existed obviously if you're doing something mm. set in 1840 like okay there's no visual parallel like they, for that but yeah like whenever they have the flashback uh is even though oh, that's people, right. they do flashback that's yeah. right there's a pre- Which, there's i a f- wonder if that is set up for like well in case we need to do another movie <laughs> there's a flashback in this of the first settlers coming to the town and mm. finding their own you know version of evil and it's all like the ancestors <laughs> of the characters in the the, the 1969 stuff so mm-hmm. it's like i guess that's why it's called bloodlines because all these, this <laughs> burden of like guarding this place is you know passed down from yeah. generation to generation <sighs> which 
again, maybe might not have been so bad if it felt like that was more of a point of the story. Like if, you know, Judd's dad was trying to get him and be like, hey, like, listen, like, you can't leave because there's this thing with this town that, like, you know, we need our family to protect or whatever. But it, it was like just such a. It's the opposite. It felt like it was an afterthought, yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite, because he's trying to get rid of him, because he doesn't want him to stay around and have yeah. this burden. Uh, so, it's... Yeah, I think... It's a strange, because I think in a weird way, there is an interesting idea that uh, David Duchovny's character is one of the characters who knows about this place, right? And, uh, clear, because he uses it, but he's part of this community who all know about this place and sort of keep it secret and keep it hidden from people so it doesn't get used. And the evil, you know, the, the evil undead people don't, like, start killing anyone. <laughs> and that's all fine. And I think there's, there is an interesting idea that someone who knows about it is tempted to use it because of something <laughs> as horrific as the Vietnam War takes their son away from them. I think there is yeah. almost an interesting, like, deeper story you could tell there about someone sure. who knows they shouldn't do this but because of how horrific this thing is, it's happened to their family. He does it anyway. Because because I, I was I was getting some themes at the start of the movie. Everyone was kind of looking down at Judd because he wasn't going off to Vietnam and uh, like that was kind of a and running that... thing where David Duchovny's like, oh yeah, you enjoy your peace in the Peace Corps. My son yeah. went and fought for the country. You know, there's a lot of that early on. <clears throat> well, I thought that was an interesting kind of a subplot that they had that again didn't really go anywhere but they kind of kept accusing uh judd's dad of like paying off someone to like get him out of the war i think it was the doctor <laughs> to say that he had like a condition or something that yeah excluded him from that, selection and i was like oh like that's an interesting idea um because then yeah that can cause like rift and resentment between the families and then also like you know between judd and his friends and, and everything but again it's just another thing that kind of doesn't really go anywhere they do anything with other than nah, mentioning the, every night now and again <laughs> the, the only things that really come from the whole like like that whole idea is that the entire third act well not the entire third act but there's a good chunk at the end of the third act that takes place in the forest and it does feel kind of Vietnam-y and I think that's the point is that this is this he he somehow ended up in Vietnam without going to Vietnam uh, I gotcha yeah so I think they're going for that and then also we can't <laughs> say what it is yet but obviously the way the ending happens it's kind of like okay mm. so this kind of ties up his desires mm. and whatnot so I yeah like it, it, yeah it ends on like a really kind of like obvious prequel note as well which we'll get mm. to but it's just like mm -hmm. oh you have to tie everything up in a, a neat bow that connects up with the few things we know about these characters from the later movies we have to mm -hmm. connect the dots and it's just a little bit insulting uh and it's the yeah. cheap, <laughs> cheapest lowest common denominator thing that they think will make the audience excited uh, yeah but it, yeah it's weird it, it's so weird that we have a four, fourth pet cemetery movie now yeah. But I don't think we ever did the second one. We didn't. Did we'll we? have to go back and yeah. do that at some point. I know Edward Furlong was in it. That's like the only thing I know yeah. about it. Um, yeah, I was, I was never the biggest fan of that one, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I might be a little bit more fond of it now that we've kind of gotten some <laughs> you know, lesser yeah, sequels. I, after the remake, and, uh, cause that's the thing. Like When you see Rob Zombie's Halloween, all of a sudden you look at Halloween like six and go, Eh, you know, it's you shit, know but <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe a little better than that, at least. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so I guess we'll give a spoiler warning so we can get into things and just talk freely about whatever we want to. Um, yeah, so it sets up that, that Judd 
Manny, who's Native American, and Timmy, who's the one who went to Vietnam, are all friends as kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all kind. Of, they're all kind of in awkward places right now. Manny and Judd aren't really talking too much because Manny is kind of butthurt that Judd's leaving town. And Timmy, of course, is back, but he's not seen anyone yet, and probably because he's like an undead zombie, kind of. I'd say that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's hiding and not really doing anything. Uh, until he starts to want to come out and talk to people, and mm. he gets kind of weird with Manny's sister, who's like another sort of relatively, relatively main character, uh, mm-hmm. Donna. Uh, and he's like, I liked her. I thought she was one of the more characters. Hmm. Um, I had nothing against her. I, I don't know if they did <laughs> enough with her to make me, you know, care all that much. Well, I mean, I think that's the thing is, yeah, they don't end up doing much with her. But... Well, I think the big thing for me is that, like, so, um, Timmy does a few things that are that's kind of dangerous. He's not really killed anyone yet, I don't think, by this point, but he's done a few things where he's been intimidating and he's getting creepy, and... Judd, no, not Judd, sorry, uh, Judd's dad, right, and, you know, Dan and the others, uh, he calls in Pam Greer, he calls in this other old guy, the sheriff, I think, and someone else, and like, hey, we think that uh, David Duchovny's character, Bill, he's he's used the cemetery, he's brought his son back, we have to deal with this now, and it's like they're getting together and they're like, okay, we have to go kill him, we have to make sure this doesn't spread, we have to make sure this puts an end to it and i'm like okay that's a kind of an interesting idea that they all have this pact and they've been kind of protecting this their whole lives and yada yada and but they almost do nothing and then when they all go together to like the the third act when like okay timmy's in the house he's got some kidnapped victims we have to go in there and put a stop to this they go Mm. in and just all die one by one like they're all a bunch of useless tits who accomplish nothing that was so underwhelming and frustrating to me i'm like you, you yeah the most interesting part of this movie arguably is the, the this these group of old timers who might be the ones who know what they're doing just immediately get taken out and it's all up to the young honky judd <laughs> to be a hero <laughs> which yeah. You know, I, I get it. Like the whole point is, Judd he's going to have to join the Peace Corps because he wants to feel like he's serving, like he's actually co- you know contributing and being a hero. Mm-hmm. And the end of the movie is that he's going to be the hero by taking his dad's place and like watching over the mm-hmm. town, so he doesn't leave. Him and his girlfriend move into the, like their their parents' house, and it, it, I know I'm skipping to the end here. We'll go back and talk about everything else, but. The movie ends with him sitting in the porch and he's smoking in the porch like his dad because that's what Judd used to do in the original yeah. movie. So we yeah. have to see him become the Judd we know <laughs> at the end and of like, the film. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he literally says like right at the end of the movie, like sometimes dead is better. He says like, isn't the, that like the last line? <laughs> he says it in the narration. I think he says it in the narration at the start of the movie as well. It's like a bookend. Yeah. Uh, it's again it just feels like insulting like you're saying to the audience like yeah like we couldn't have you know made those connections that like oh yeah no we have to see him sitting on the porch like he wasn't the original and saying the line you know otherwise you know we're just going to be confused like so was that the same character like (laughs) you remember how i said the open of the movie the title came up after the truck went by and it was a jump scare well, guess yeah. how the movie ends when he's sitting on his porch? <laughs> a truck goes by and it cuts to the title. Uh, it's uh, that really pains me. <laughs> remember <laughs> that so thing dumb. you remember from the original? Yeah. yeah, even though it makes no sense that we're still using it. 
here. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah um, it's not like the trucks had any bearing on the movie, like this particular movie. No. <laughs> There's no reason for it. Oh my god. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to say if you're going to do more pet cemetery stories, you have to always include a truck to like tie it into the yeah. fact that that kid got hit with a truck in the first movie. <laughs> oh dear. Honestly, actually, to be fair, if I'm, I, I've forgotten the remake, right? I have completely jettisoned it. Yeah. But if I remember correctly, the one thing I kind of liked is how this truck didn't hit the kid and then another vehicle hit the kid to like play with your expectations if you'd seen the original. Was that not a thing that happened in the remake? Uh, so, I mean, definitely the big thing was that, like... Oh, it was um, a different kid. It was their own kid. That was it, wasn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, it was a different kid. That's and right. I do think the... Again, like, I... <sighs> I might have seen it twice, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's still been a while. But if sometimes I, once is better. Yeah, <laughs> but if, if I remember correctly, like it, it might have been the truck that gets the the child. But like, I think what they did do in the remake was like they made it really over the top. Like it's not like the truck like just hits her. Like I think you know he tries to brake and then swerves and then it like mm. falls on its side and then like you know uh, <laughs> like maybe it does hit another car that then hits her or like something like that. Like it is very over the top as opposed to you know the original where it's just like no boop <laughs> you're done. Hey, if you want to do a, a spin off of the Pet Cemetery, what you do is is mm-hmm. you do a movie about the truck driver who hit the kid. And then there's just a depressing drama of him eventually committing suicide because he killed the child. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean he he's got to be messed up too. Like yeah. that's yeah. Um, I mean I I feel like the the what you should do is you should bring in uh you know another Stephen King vehicle uh, Maximum Overdrive where the trucks are alive and then. I do. What's uh, funny is I thought you were going to say Christine, but fair enough. There's a truck. Go for I mean it. you know either one uh, could <laughs> technically work, um, but. Yeah, you got the these uh, these trucks that are alive that are mowing people down, and the more people that get mowed down, the more get resurrected. So you just have this big army of people versus trucks. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a, a nice witty title with a pun in it to, to call yeah. this story, but I can't think of it. So we'll move on. But I appreciate the uh, the suggestion. Oh, thank you. I appreciate your appreciation. You're welcome. <laughs> Don't call me a hero. <laughs> so, Don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, what do we even want to talk? Like, so, they do a whole thing where, like, Manny's kind of moping around, and mm. he has this way of speaking where every, everyone he speaks to, he kind of, like, just has to pretend he doesn't <laughs> care. But he clearly cares yeah. about what's going on. But he's always pretending he doesn't care to everyone he talks to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of makes his character not, like, super likable. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He, end- he gets injured by, like, falling in the crops at one point, and mm-hmm. there's, like, a spike in the ground that goes through his hand. That- that's mm-hmm. how Judd ends up running into him, because Judd's girlfriend, Norma, ends up in the hospital because Timmy's dog, who is either also resurrected or possibly mm-hmm. just is freaking out because they know that their owner's a zombie. I, I don't know what the what exactly what's wrong with the dog, but the dog yeah. bites her arm, and it's not just like a quick bite. Like this dog grabs hold of her arm and keeps yeah. hold of it until well, they, she like passes out almost. Yeah. Well, it's. Uh, I mean, they don't really explain it very well, but I believe. Uh, and you know, excuse me if I get any details wrong because I, I watched this. You know. Uh, 
not too too long ago, but over the weekend, and uh, so and again, it is no, ten, ten, kind of a boring movie. So it's if, a if you get any details wrong, child services is is coming for your kids, right? They're they're outside the house, they're waiting for the call. <laughs> That's your, interesting. Your, your family's at stake, okay? <laughs> That's a um, that's an interesting uh, what what do you call it a parameter of child services? I didn't realize they, <laughs> that's something they monitor parents for. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but, I mean, okay, maybe maybe I told them you're a horrible parent as well, just to sweeten the deal. I, I... <laughs> okay, and the way they judge a horrible parent is how much they remember from a movie they watched like five days ago. Also, yeah, but I also told them you're going to. To show your kids leprechaun in a few years and that that they, they perked their ears right up with that one. Oh, and then they should be giving me an award <laughs> <laughs> father of the year a big green medal uh, no no a gold medal <laughs> leprechaun likes his gold yeah um so anyway though but no i, I believe the like the the cold opening of the movie is like you see you know timmy's hand popping out of the dirt and then i believe he grabs his dog so i i, I again like they you know, they don't really tell you much, but oh, uh, my no, assumption you know was... You're right, I forgot this happened in the opening before the title. You're right, the hands come so, out and grab the dog, so yeah. So, I mean, you don't see him kill him, but my assumption is that he kills yeah, the dog. Yeah, you're and right, you're right. The dad's probably like, well, since we're here, I'll just bury the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Two for one, that's the same trip. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, so so she passes out, and they go, that's what stops them from leaving, because they run into the dog when they're yeah. trying to drive out of so, town. And then they take the dog so, back to Timmy, and then the dog attacks her. So you may go. <laughs> yeah, no, well, here's something that confused me about this scene, too, because they're driving, and then they hit, like, a bird flies into their Yeah, it's like a raven hits right? the window, yeah. Yeah, but then they stop, and then, like, the dog is just right in front of the car, and then I feel like, like, when I was watching it or something, like, they made it seem like they hit the dog or something, I'm like, but I was like, well, wait, no, no, you hit you hit the bird, right? Like the, and then like I, I started saying, guessing myself. I was like, wait, did they hit the dog or I don't know? Is, that was definitely uh, a bird. Like I, this was a confusing <laughs> chain of events for me as yeah. well. I'm like, why did you have the bird? You could have just had them like yeah. screech the tires and be like, there's a dog out there. Did we hit it? Right. Yeah. And then see the dog, and then the scene can play out as it does. And what? Yeah, because like, I don't know. Uh, when you if you've driven very often, like. Birds usually don't just fly <laughs> into your car. <laughs> so sometimes, bird is better. Sure, unless like I don't know the the dog was chasing the bird, but again, like birds can fly pretty high. <laughs> like you know, they they can just <laughs> fly a little bit higher and avoid the dog and the car. <laughs> I had no idea you were such an expert in aviation, Tim. Hey man, <laughs> I uh, I'm a little bit of a bird boy. <laughs> <laughs> you got any uh? crystal plumage birds uh, hanging around <laughs> uh no we actually do have some like pretty wild birds around here uh we actually have parrots um that fly around Ooh. uh which i think the i don't know if it's true but like the legend uh, or rumor or whatever i've heard before is that um, oh the legend there's a legend about the birds in your area <laughs> well i mean what i've heard because obviously like there's yeah, you you usually don't see parrots like wild parrots a, a lot in the U.S. Uh, but I what I've heard is that someone said that there was like a, a pet store that caught on fire like a long time ago, and ah. they let all the birds out, and then uh, some parrots just kind of made their home here. Um, but uh, yeah, we have, we also have uh, uh, peacocks in our neighborhood too. 
which I have no idea where the hell those come come from because I don't. Those don't seem like they should be native uh, to the U.S. I mean, maybe they are, but um, it, it seems weird <laughs> that they're just hanging around here. I was actually curious because I, I didn't know where pirates were native to. Uh, turns out they're uh, Australasia, Central America, and South America. So south, basically. Yeah. They're they're in the the hotter parts. That sounds of the right. World. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Australasia, though, they don't call it that. that I'm pretty sure it's been Oceania for, since I was a kid. Like, how old is this article, National mm. Geographic? Interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure. Or maybe I'm mixing it up. Maybe they still use that as a term to describe that entire, like, Asia plus Australia. Mm. But, yeah. Because if I remember correctly, before it was called Oceania, it was just that, like, the continent that Australia is in was referred to as something like that. It's been a long time, though. It's been yeah. Oceania, though, since I was, like, <laughs> At least the five years old, so I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I was just curious. Because <laughs> obviously, pirates are all over the place in pet stores, like you say. You can buy a pirate yeah. just about anywhere, but naturally, they're in the hotter climates, so mm-hmm. fair enough. Uh, so I didn't see pirates as a tangent on this episode, <laughs> but I, I did suspect tangents. I thought that was a, a likely possibility. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Timmy's just peeling off parts of his fingers and shit. He's just doing weird yeah. stuff. Uh, that did look kind of creepy. And I kind of did have to look away because it was just kind of gross. Uh, yeah. But later on when he... Well, actually, no. So he goes after the sister first. <laughs> he attacks the sister, uh, Donna, in, in her house. And it's that thing where he just kind of comes after her. I don't think you see, like, a kill shot. I think you see him stab her once, mm. for sure. But I don't think mm. you necessarily see, like, a, a final kill. But clearly she comes back like he has later, because she shows up to the hospital where Norma is, and she gets all creepy, uh, and Norma's like, hey, you look like you're you're needing help, and she like, sits her down, and this is where she like goes to like rub some blood off of her like mm-hmm. uh, foot or whatever, and as she does it, you can see the skin starting to peel, and then this is where I was thinking, like, why did you keep going, Norma? Like, you, as soon yeah. as you started to see a little bit come off, why did you keep going until an entire big circle of it came off? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I feel like once you see it starting to peel, you stop and you say, let's go get a doctor because yes. this ain't right. <laughs> Something's not quite right with this foot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And so Donna ends up killing a, like a, a nurse here uh, mm. by stabbing her. And gets blood all over Norma. I, there's a dead doctor lying in the the hall at the stairs as well, which I thought. Did you notice so, like a weird visual effect on his face here? Uh, I didn't know because because his neck's like turned back the way like the Exorcist, and it mm-hmm. looked like they actually did like some sort of digital trick to do that. When I'm like, he's uh-huh. he is dead. You could have just you know like <laughs> put, put, put like clothes on him the other way around and have them yeah. like i don't know there, there was a way to do this that would have looked better to me but you know whatever yeah so they're having this like little chase around the hospital and it, it does kind of feel like oh did she murder everyone in the hospital like it feels like there's not a lot of people that yeah they're running into and she does like, run into an old man who's like sick who's just walking around so i don't know mm-hmm. maybe there's patients still sauntering around yeah um yeah, I don't know. It's just, it was kind of weird. I mean, granted, it is a small town, so maybe, you know, the hospitals aren't as busy, but it's like every hospital I've been to has always been it's people running around all over the place. So. Oh, Tim, I mean, come on. How many movies have we watched where there's always an abandoned wing of the hospital where there's no one there <laughs> so we can have a creepy chase scene? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hospitals are busy places, okay? Yeah. They're usually pretty packed with, with people. There's usually someone in almost every room. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a small town, though, so who knows? But they don't have enough patience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so then it's like the... It's like, oh, the... There's some, like, some rich owner of the hospital that's like, you know, like, this hospital's not making enough money. You need to start getting more sick people in here. Oh, there's a subplot where the doctor's going out and, like, stabbing people, so he's got more patience. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad idea for a horror movie, that the doctor that doesn't get enough business, so he just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, you'd call it medical insurance or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Doctor stab. <laughs> Doctor Stab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, they kidnap. So she kidnaps Norma, and they, she takes her mm. takes her back to where Timmy lives, and that's where obviously the big final showdown goes happens. Where Judd wants to be involved, as does <laughs> as does Manny. They want to get the other girlfriend slash sisters back, and judd's dad doesn't want him to at first but he's like, okay fine i can see you're determined to be involved in this so it's like okay here's a rifle let's all go in mm-hmm. and this is where all the old timers just get killed off really quickly and it's like, <laughs> none, of them are, none of them are really fun deaths either i mean i guess yeah. judd's dad gets an okay one because he gets a shotgun like sort of stabbed through his stomach but oh right yeah yeah but the other ones just get like dragged you know under a door they get just sort of like jumped at and the camera cuts away there's no like fun death sequences here to at least enjoy <laughs> Uh, that's another thing I hate. Like, I, I, I like the idea of like these zombies, which again, I, I, I don't know if that's the best term or for whatever. Yeah, they are, I mean, but, they yeah. are talking stuff, so they're kind of, you know, yeah. in murky territory. But I, like, again, like something I think the original does well is, you know, they move around like they're very slow, but but like very creepy. And then here, like, I hate where that. I don't know it makes them feel like they're like they have like superhuman powers or something where they're like running really fast and like mm. all, all this like dumb shit where it's like oh this is just like taking a lot of the mystique uh and creepiness away from them i feel like yeah there's there's very little restraint when it comes to that kind of stuff i guess uh and it's, it's one of the, the problems with prequels is you feel the need to like do more stuff with it and it's like but you've got them doing yeah. crazier stuff than they ever did in the main story which is supposed to be the the important one and this is meant to be yeah. the build up to it so it's, it always and, just feels a little disingenuous in that sense and again it's like you said uh like it's such a big thing that you know the first movie judd is the one that tells him about the pet cemetery so it's like uh you know it, it's already a stretch in the original movie that he tells him about it but <laughs> w- when we see that this is what he's gone through it's like mind-boggling that he would ever tell anyone about it <laughs> Yeah, it's maddening. Because you always, because then you get the impression, because in the the both the original and the remake of the, the 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 you know the traditional story, you don't get the impression that there's an entire community of old people who are. There's almost like just right. the the last one standing. He's the only one left who knows about this place. Mm-hmm. I guess other than the creepy kids with the masks, because this movie Ugh. makes it very clear that because there are people who wear masks in this and sort of do like little parties and dancing mm-hmm. and it's basically like oh this is to ward off the evil spirits of the pet cemetery and the surrounding area and i'm like okay yeah. all right I, I don't know why that explains why they're so creepy in the remake when they're like marching through the woods <laughs> chanting and it's like a bad omen kind of thing uh i mean the actual answer is that is because 
you know, some studio head is like, kids in masks are creepy. <laughs> like, <laughs> that'll be scary. Was was there any of that in the original? I don't remember. No. No, that's, that was all new. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's the second thing then that makes this definitely connected to the remake rather than the yeah. original, is the people in the masks. Okay, well, that's that. Uh, so... The movie takes like a... So this is actually the moment where... So throughout all the movie, David Duchovny's character, Bill, has been very hostile towards Judd because he's the one who got to stay home and he didn't have to go off to Nam. And to be fair, pretty much anyone he's hostile towards. True, true. But he's especially hostile towards him. And here, they're all talking about how they have to go in there and stop this. Look at all the chaos. There's people being murdered. And I'm not even asking for a lot. But just more of a scene where they have to mm-hmm. convince Bill and Bill has to accept that he's responsible for some deaths and then he yeah. eventually, you know, maybe just has a scene where he cries a little bit and he's like, okay, we have to kill my boy. I'm sorry, I did this. <laughs> like, but he doesn't even do mm-hmm. that. He just kind of goes, yeah, all right, we have to go in and get him. Here's a shotgun. <laughs> I'm like, where, <laughs> where did this dramatic, like, if anything, like you said earlier, he should really be the, the linchpin of this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like, we should be seeing him there's a couple of scenes where like he comes home and like Timmy's eating some like raw meat out the fridge or whatever <laughs> and I'm like there should be more of this there should be more of him like seeing that his son's not really his son like he you know he thought he yeah. brought him back but he didn't really he brought some some monster back and I think that mm-hmm. slow realization and then the arc being that he decides that he has to kill him that he has to take out the monster he created kind of like uh Frankenstein it's about it's about Frankenstein yeah. sure you know, by resurrecting him, he created this monster, and it's his burden to to deal with it. And they could have done a lot with that. And he just makes this decision so quickly, without any like big dramatic moments where we see him go through a change, or we see that he's realizing the horrors that he's unleashed upon the world. It's just okay. I guess I'm on everyone else's side now. So they go throughout the house, and it it'd be uh, like if at the end of Old Yeller. Like when they have to put the dog down, if the kid was just like, "All right, yeah, okay, let's do it." Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm bored of the dog now. That's just, yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> so it takes a weird turn though, because after all the old timers die, except David Duchovny, he dies a little bit later uh, in the in the tunnels. Like there's like, yeah, they end up in these tunnels under the house that lead to like the forest, and it's that's, like, these like caverns and caves, and they're really tight, and they're and I'm like. This just feels like such a generic location that there's like, hey, it's a horror movie. What would be creepy for yeah. a big part of the third act to take place in? Oh, we'll do all these really narrow tunnels underground where there's hardly any light. And I'm like, this. <clears throat> why is this in this movie? This feels just so out of place and just out of left field. I, I don't know. This felt weird to me. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the sister... Uh, Donna gets killed. Eventually, Manny shoots her in the eye because she's coming to kill them. Oh my god! I okay, you, you just reminded me of something oh, that yeah. <laughs> I, I this made me really mad in the movie. Uh, for some reason, they keep saying like, "Make sure to aim for the eyes." That's the only oh yeah, they yeah, have. yeah, what, yeah. And I'm like, what is this bullshit? Like, this was never <laughs> this was never a thing in the movies. Like, like why do you have to hit them in the eyes? Yeah, why? They, they keep saying it like it's a, you know, like a zombie movie, you gotta shoot them in the head, but this is even more yeah. specific. You gotta aim for the eyes. That's their one weakness. That'll take them out instantly. I'm like, yeah. okay, I guess. And sure enough, like, he shoots her in the eye and that's it. She's dead. And then later on, when they eventually take down Timmy, it's because Judge shoots him in the eye. Or actually, no. Is he struggling and it's actually Manny who shoots him in the eye with a flare gun? I think it might be. That I'm thinking uh, about it. 
I don't remember. Yeah, it's all about messy because they're crawling through the tunnels. David the Coveney dies, and then they end up in like the swamp part of the forest. And this is where I was saying it feels kind of like Nam because Judd's like going through this like you know foggy forest and the swamps, and he's got a gun and he's looking for the enemy. I was like, oh, they're clearly going for like a like this is him. He's finally in Vietnam, just not literally. And yeah. uh, of course, Timmy's waiting in the swamp, and they have a bit of a struggle. Uh, but then it's the flare gun, I think, from Manny that shoots him in the eye and kills him. And uh, mm. and what's so weird is that through all this, Norma has been tied up and is like in like a sort of cave as well. But it's filling mm. up with muddy water gradually, and it's like, oh, they have to get to her in time. But then they don't, right? The water just kind of <laughs> stops before it gets high enough that it would drown her. And then mm-hmm. after they kill Timmy, she just runs out all dirty and covered in mud and be like, oh, thank God, you're here. <laughs> and like, so you set out the damsel in distress mm-hmm. and, in, and maybe you could argue they're trying to subvert it by saying, no, she just saved herself. But we don't even really see her mm-hmm. save herself. She just kind of, yeah. oh, I, I, guess, I guess she got out. Okay. That was super weird. Which what actually comes back to another question I have is like, why did they kidnap her? What was the purpose of this? Uh, so I, I don't know if they specifically say this, but I I got the understanding that um, Timmy killed Donna maybe because they might have been a thing or that he had, I don't know, did he have like some type of infatuation or crush on her or wanted some he, type of... He wanted to dance with her like at the party scene a little yeah. bit before. So yeah, oh, that's right, yeah. I, I would guess he was into her maybe, yeah. So it makes sense that, yeah, he kills her so he can resurrect her and they can be, you know, zombie. The brain uh, of Frankenstein. Yes, <laughs> there you go. Um, but then, yeah, I don't really understand, yeah, what the motivation was for pretty much anyone else, I guess, other than he just hates people. <laughs> and like, yeah, like maybe his job, but I don't understand why he's keeping her kidnapped and alive. Like, the way yeah. he's, at this point in the movie, the way he's just killing people, like, why didn't he just kill her? Why, why didn't they just yeah. kill her and then. We, they just find her body in the house or whatever in the third act. But no, for some reason she's alive in like a death trap. It just it felt like it didn't fit the mo of anything else they did the entire movie. Amy, it's weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all just a bit murky. Yeah. It's a bit weird. I guess. I mean, I guess if it's to mess with Judd, if that's the person he hates the most or whatever. But like, I guess I still, I don't know. Yeah, it's, <sighs> the, it's the only thing that really would even begin to explain it is that he just wants to mess with Judd, but it, it just, again, but it like feels you so said, out of place. Like, mess with him by killing her and resurrecting her. Like, you know, don't, ah. you know, don't, yeah, do this thing. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I was just glad it was over. <laughs> Very yeah. much. Uh, so Manny gets to leave town. He finally gets out of this hellhole, but Judd and his wife stay, and the wife, or uh, Norma, I should say, the girlfriend says hey we're doing the right thing we wanted to serve this is how we serve so they make it abundantly clear that this is his duty is to like guard this place and keep an eye on it and that's what he's going to do that this is his you know his you know much like it was other people's duty to go to vietnam his duty is to to guard the pet cemetery (laughs) (laughs) until he decides just to tell someone to go and resurrect their cat which leads to his own death so Um, makes them look quite stupid and all yeah you know i I guess another thing you can kind of maybe it's a stretch but like i guess one thing maybe you could try to explain it is like um i think at at some point they kind of mentioned in the movie how like 
the ground kind of like whispers to people and it, like it's they make it seem like it's this evil that wants to bring people to it uh which i i don't mind that idea oh um, yeah actually at one point they said the the when they were talking about the lore and stuff and maybe it was maybe maybe it was when we were talking about the flashback when we see the stuff back in like the 1800s or whatever it was but they said that when someone's resurrected from the pet cemetery that they they were compulsed to bring people to feed the cemetery like to feed it yeah. more souls or, or whatever so that, that that seemed like a kind of a new thing i guess kind of yeah i mean i don't I, I could be wrong maybe they hint at it like in the book or something I, I don't really remember but yeah i mean that felt like a little fresh but i don't mind that idea and then i don't know if you want to you know take that and then maybe some way kind of apply it to okay maybe that's why judd tells him you know later on if there's like maybe he doesn't want to but kind of you know there's this like lore or something in the back of his mind that is pulling at him that is you know this kind of need to pass it along to people or whatever mm. that he can't fight or something but i mean it, it, it's a stretch but i don't know as one idea i had <sighs> it's a dull ass movie like i mean I, yeah. I don't think it can be stated how much of the first half of this we just glossed over because there was nothing worth talking about yeah yeah um uh one one thing another thing i'll point out that i did kind of like uh which is kind of another criticism of the original one is um you know i, I think it gets a little flack nowadays for you know being another movie that kind of plays on like native american stereotypes because you know it is like the whole like woo indian burial ground kind of thing which you know is like a you know a little insensitive uh nowadays so i did like that this movie included some native american characters and gave them some agency like i kind of liked sure, yeah when they had like you know I, I like seeing them kind of talk to each other and like yeah at one point they're like kind of making fun of like the white customers and stuff and like they're like oh yeah we're just selling them this like crap whatever they'll believe anything and then uh you know so i like that but again ultimately it feels like you know, they don't really do much with the characters. And then they also still do a flashback where they kind of have this like, Ooh, mystic native American guy, uh, which, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's like that much better or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. Oh, well, I, th I mean, I, th I think we've, we've done enough. Uh, <laughs> Tim, would you like to rate pet cemetery bloodlines? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's weird because I am trying to find like some of the positive stuff uh, in this movie, which I mean, again, it, it's not like uh, a huge thing, but I, I, you know, I do feel like I've seen worse. Uh, I do feel like I've seen worse pet cemetery movies, <laughs> um, but I mean, it's still not saying much. Um, yeah. Like, uh, like I, I get the biggest critique is that um, it's, it's just dull. Like, like the story wise, I don't really, I, I don't particularly like the story, but I mean, if you had the same kind of basic story, but maybe made it a little like wilder and yeah. had more like over more, the top kills yeah. or something like I, either more fun kills to make it more schlocky or have it be yeah. a better character study of like the, the things that it's there talking go, about. Yeah. I, either of those directions would have made it better, but it didn't do either particularly well. So yeah. We so, are. so even though like, yeah, there's a few positive things here and there. And I mean, again, maybe it's just because I'm in the October mood. and I'm just glad to have like 
new horror movies to watch and stuff like i didn't feel like it was a super chore to watch even though it was you know kind of dull or whatever but um yeah and that being said though there's there's really not much here uh that i'm like super happy with so i guess you know a four feels really generous but i think i'm gonna give it a four uh uh yeah that's that's my score uh not to be fair i think four or thereabouts was where i was thinking um i don't remember what i gave the remake but i want to say that seems like it was probably about a three or a 3.5 and i think this being a, a right, around yeah. a four feels right to me because now you're right we have done worse uh you know we've seen worse we've seen worse pet cemetery yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, i'm happy to say four out of ten as well now uh you mentioned in the you know that in the the second movie that uh edward furlong is in it but do you know who like kind of plays the the bad guy in that one i don't wow me it's uh clancy brown oh okay i like clancy brown yeah so he's uh i you know however you feel about the quality of the movie he's always fun to see uh he was just um, in uh gen v i don't know if you've watched any of that yet tim not yet no I'll, that'll probably be like november 1st watching i'm just sure sure i try to stick to as much horror uh, as i can i can respect that for this month so all right well there um, you go love clancy brown though yeah okay oh yeah he's got a good presence <laughs> great voice you know all, all those things especially i don't think i don't know if he's done a ton of horror movies but he feels like he's he's good it could be a good uh, horror character actor hmm yeah Oh, well, there you go. That was uh, Pet Cemetery <laughs> Bloodlines. Uh, we are continuing episodes all through October. We've started... Tell the, us about your bloodlines. <laughs> we've started the subspecies franchise, uh, so you'll be seeing more of those. Uh, over that the feels like that weeks. has a subtitle Bloodline somewhere. <laughs> There's Bloodstone, Bloodlust. I don't know what the fourth one's called, but maybe it's also Blood something. I'm going to look it up now. I feel like it's got to be... <laughs> could be, could be Bloodlines. Uh, if it is, you owe me... Uh... Kiss on the cheek. <laughs> Very well. Ah, <laughs> oh, shoot. All right, oh, no bloodlines. Uh, do you want to... Maybe this will be a, a fun game, though. Do you want to... <laughs> do, do you think you can guess the, um, the, the titles here? Let me, let me think for the fourth one. All right, I don't know if this will help, but the so the subtitle is would would you say like the nickname or superhero name or whatever of Storm from the X Men when she gets turned into a vampire? <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't think I know this factoid, Tim. Uh, Bloodstorm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually that's. I thought that's too simple. It's not just going to be that simple. But okay, fair enough. Let me see. And then for the fifth one, let me see. What? How would you describe this? Bloody Mary. Blood. <laughs> um. It, it, this one's kind of hard because I don't. Bloodbath. I, I feel. No. It, it's not. I, I don't even know if this is actually a word. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess like what, like what do the, like what, like what does someone do in the pet cemetery after you bury them? Uh, 
and I'm assuming blood's part of it. Like blood's yes. in there. Uh, re-bloodied. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> uh, uh, blood rising. Oh, so so close. It's just blood rise. Ah. Oh. Which I don't know. Is that a word? Like, I don't that think doesn't, so. I don't know that. It doesn't sound like two words that go together. Well, blood pumps around. I don't think blood rises. I mean, you, yeah. your your blood pressure rises. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know if, uh... There should be two separate words, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, maybe okay. I'll make a sixth one that's uh, bloodlines. Oh, I hope not. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> not to spoil uh, the, the reviews for two and three, which you've definitely not had yet, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be the most positive uh a boy on those just uh fyi but uh we it's still stuff. early on in the month but it feels like so long because we've already done so many yeah because we were recording episodes throughout <laughs> september so for us it feels like we're like two-thirds <laughs> into the whole thing whereas we're, it's only like well it's probably about halfway by the time this comes out but recording yeah. time we're like a third into the month but so. hey, more more episodes for our our loyal fans and mm-hmm. hey if they uh if they like that output, you know, maybe uh, show a little love <laughs> back to us. Uh, you know, through some of the different ways you can, you can join our, our Patreon or ring the bell, subscribe, uh, send uh, us money. <laughs> on that subject, the uh, the the first bonus episode in about ten months just went up. Oh, nice! Over at Patreon.com/slash/MailFestTV, any tier you can get access to the bonus episode. We did a little movie called Nine Seven Six Evil, directed. Mm. By, and this is what the poster says, Robert Freddy Krueger, England. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you didn't get who that was. That would be funny if he was like directing in between like uh like nightmare shoots so like he was just still in like freddy makeup and just like <laughs> like just directing as freddy like come on bitch i mean it came out in 88 so that that puts it between four and five so he might have been literally between go. four and five when he made that movie but yeah so you could get a review of that uh and we apparently tangent a lot because it's at 90 minutes long i didn't realize we went that long on that movie but oh, we wow. did uh so you could check out that on patreon and of course we, we got other stuff planned we've got a, a movie set at halloween planned for the end of the month we've got a couple of other recent releases we want to try and get to and uh yeah so you know there's stuff coming look forward mm-hmm. to it. um and at least one kind of classic from a prominent horror director that we've not done enough movies from that's also on the way so but anyway that's the show thank you very much for joining us you can let us know what you think of pet cemetery bloodlines in the comments below uh but we'll see you next time keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time